0: This is Pulse 95. Pulse 95. It's the Morning Magalus. It's the Morning Magalus. Talking the stories that are shaping headlines, plus those that make you go, hmm. Pulse.
1: Good morning. We are celebrating the UAE Civil Aviation Day on the 5th of October 1932, the very first aircraft landed in the Emirates of Sharjah to kickstart our civil aviation journey. And to talk to us in greater detail about the history and what to look forward to, we're very kindly joined by Adil Ali, who is the CEO of Air Arabia. A very good morning to you.
0: Good morning to you, Liv Karib. Thank you.
1: Well, it's a pleasure to have you on air with us. Now, thinking back, and you're also working, obviously, in the airline that is headquartered in Sharjah. To think back of the aviation legacy that we've got, what are your thoughts on celebrating this important uh, Civil Aviation Day?
0: Well, thank you. I, I, I think maybe I could tell you a story, actually, now that you reminded me uh, of the first aircraft back in 1930s. Um, I must tell you something happened to me. Uh, first time I came to Sharjah. Uh, When I was working for British Airways in 1987 or 88, I came to see my current chairman, who at the time was the uh, chairman of civil aviation, Sharjah. And uh, we came to see them because British, British Imperial Airways at the time was celebrating the 60th anniversary of Imperial Airways in the Gulf. And Sharjah was one of the key airports that back in the 30s the aircraft used to land in it. So you just reminded me that I'll share that story with you. Um,
2: And we've come a long way, you know, since the 1930s and rightfully so. Um, But I want to talk about uh, the modern Sharjah airport, which is, of course, having that incredible 2.4 billion dirham expansion how is that this expansion going to be supporting Air Arabia's operations here in the Emirate of Sharjah?
0: Yeah, look, I, I think, in first, uh, celebrating a, a, a countrywide national civil aviation day is, is is a deserved one, and I think it's the right thing to do. I think if we look at the, the aviation and the, the the civil aviation in particular in Sharjah, in and in UAE as an all, uh, we have achieved collectively as a, as an as aviation industry such milestones that a, a lot of much bigger countries have suffered to do so. And it has been achieved at a very high standard and good quality and commercially viable. Uh, Airlines is something that is not just transport transport peoples from a point to a point, but as well, it's a great ambassador for a country, for an emirate. So, for example, Air Arabia is a good ambassador in 130 airports around the world for Sharjah. Uh, so everybody knows that we are from Sharjah, that it's a good airline from Sharjah. Even people are further abroad that we don't operate to They recognize that. This is a Sharjah airline, and therefore ambassadorial. But I I think we, as a country, uh, Emirate of Sharjah, in the last two decades, what we have achieved uh, in 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 terms of civil aviation, in terms of aviation business, has been just phenomenal. And and this is, I think, it's only the start. So 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 it is good cause we should congratulate. Everybody in this industry, collectively, whether it's airport, airlines, and all the other support services that they provide, excellent achievement and a long way to go.
1: Amazing. Indeed, a long way to go. And, you know, we, we, we've we seen how these uh, airlines have flourished. We've got those two big international carriers over here and we've got a low cost carrier as well. Carriers also uh, celebrating their success. You know, speaking about the, the wonderful Q2 profits uh, that we had for this year for Air Arabia. Now, it's still too early to discuss Q3, uh, but talk to us about the expectations of, of Arabia's growth and, and with the Sharjah Airport expansion uh, ahead, it must be a very exciting time to be operating from this airport, and, and there is, inshallah, a very good future ahead.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, I think let me just break it into two, of course, it's the airport expansion, which which is a you know, fantastic thing to happen, but I think before that, let me touch on the, the results that you, you have seen. Uh, um, in uh, this year, particularly, I think post-pandemic, uh, it's, been, it's been a great recovery of business for all of us. But you, you may recall that Air Arabia has been a profitable airline all the way through. The only re- year that we have not achieved profitability operationally was 2020 because we were not flying due to pandemic. Otherwise, it's been uh, profitable. Quarter three and 2023... Uh, so far has been an exceptional year. Uh, and I think for a number of reasons, the demand is, is uh, exceeding the supply in the market. The yield has been holding. Uh, and as the normality will start, we we'll probably will see a dip in the year, yield ac- across uh, the, the industry altogether, which is good for the customer. Uh, they, they will be able to fly uh, paying a little bit cheaper, Uh, lower tickets, Uh, but the profitability for us is is a combination of making sure that we have the right network, we have the the, the right seat factors on the aircraft, and I think it has proven itself, uh, uh, Air Arabia, Sharjah, uh, that over the last 20 years that we have been operating, and, and by the way, I don't know if you know, this year we... Uh, on 28th of October, we will be celebrating our 20th anniversary as an airline that it started. So, so, and it's been it's been a good business for us. And the contribution of Q3 particularly was it, it was normally Q3 is a quieter month, but this year has been a great business movement in the country as that is developed. Tourism has increased coming into the place, and I think the local business itself has been going out a lot to search for other combination of those things. Our policy on, on fuel hedging has worked extremely well for us over the years, and this year particularly has done well. Uh, and the overall efficiency, our business model is all about efficiency, making sure uh, cost is managed well, revenues maximized, and that, that creates the profitability in the business.
2: And have the new destinations that have been added by Air Arabia, like the flights to Milan, um, been a reason for the profitability of the, of the airline?
0: So, yes, I, I think no, Milan is a new airline, a new, a new destination. And, and normally when you launch any destination, it takes up to two to three years before you see the bottom line profitability. But it's an expansion of a network and it, exp- it contributes to overall bottom line of the business. in in terms of how you utilize your airplanes to logistics, and uh, I won't confuse your listeners with trying to explain it. (laughs) Uh, But I think think because of the technology and the ability of the aircrafts that we use to go further now with our 321 airplanes, we have expanded into three new routes in this year, and mainly they were Milan, as you mentioned, And in the Southeast Asia, we have introduced Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia and Bangkok in Thailand. All the three have been performing extremely well. We're very satisfied with. And I think these are, uh, what we've done is at the moment to see how the market accepts. And we're very happy with the reaction of the market. This is because we're going to get many, many more of this new version of uh, aircraft called A321XLR, which will fly up to nine hours. And once that comes, we, our aim is to expand the business into more European cities, more South Southeast Asia, as well as some longer routes in, in Africa. And uh, so, so, so overall it's been good.
1: Amazing. Any particular destinations that we think are
0: uh, an interesting market whilst we've got you on the lines? I think look, it's it, it's the aircraft is not going to to be ready because mm. it's a new built aircraft until about late twenty four or mm. twenty
1: five.
0: Okay. Uh, that this particular aircraft one comes, there is a. I mean, I I think most of places in Europe we will be we will be going to, including of course uh, what always you connect you want to connect with uh, Sharjah, which is London. Mm um i I think China is another good market that we should be serving uh, and, and so on wow uh, and therefore you know you, you develop the route based on the, the market needs but those things I can just quote them now because for sure we will be in in those airports
2: and can we talk a little bit about the airport itself, Sharjah Airport, of course. Um, how have they been with providing you uh, that platform, that uh, that space, of course, to be able to have such growth and all in a line with that expansion?
0: Um, so the, I think, uh, an, you know, an airline cannot survive without an airport. An airport mm. is, is a, it's a big, wasted piece of land without an airline. So we go hand in hand, and our cooperation over the last 20 years has been just outstanding. Everybody has been extremely supportive. Our work has been good. At Sharjah Airport capacity is constrained, and that's because that's a good thing for any airport. When your capacity constraint means you're doing well, you want to expand. And hence, what you said earlier on, the 2.5 billion dirhams expansion plan that Sharjah Airport has, that the government has approved. I, I think, I think um, the good thing uh, in, in Sharjah and my 20 years experience, what I have seen, uh, is, is the, the vision of His Highness uh, uh, Dr. Sheikh Sultan Qasimi has always been that where there is a need to invest, that investment comes in. Uh, he, in the Air Arabia on 28 of October 2003, and since he's been making sure that the airline grows on its own, financially viable, and and makes sure that we do the right thing and the right principle and and, and always ensures that safety, security, level of service is to the level that represents Sharjah properly. Same thing exactly is happening at the airport with his view, with his vision, with his approval of the, the, the capital uh, for the airport expansion. I think the expansion itself is overdue. The sooner it happens, the better. Unfortunately, because of the pandemic and everything else that, that took a place in, 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 in the life beyond individuals' control, uh, things slipped a little bit. But I know at the moment, the Director General... Of the Charger the chairman of Sharjah Airport Authority, the chairman of Sharjah Civil Aviation uh, Department, are working hand in hand to make to make sure that <clears throat> the, that terminals and expansion is going to be ready as soon as possible. The good thing that we have at Sharjah, of course, is that the the airport is very friendly. The airport is not vast, and therefore the customer like it mm. because. 15 minutes from landing, you're in your car, and you don't need to be at the airport except an hour before you departure. So there's a lot of good things mm. for this airport, and the catchment area of the airport is fantastic in terms of uh, geographical position. Uh, and I, I think I can't wait to see this uh, beautiful expansion taking place so we can benefit from, and, and that would fulfill Our need uh, for the the, the aircraft order, the 120 aircraft that we have got in order between now and 2030, I, I think that airport and our expansion will complement each other extremely well
1: amazing well you know it's been as you've pointed out 20 years of air Arabia as well so much has happened over mm-hmm. the years lots of new partnerships that you've formed as well and you know obviously you've also given birth to a very popular airline nowadays uh, fly Jinnah over in Pakistan um any particular plans do you think it's, it's is it going to be operating a local market or can we see it expanding internationally is that is that on the cards yes
0: yeah, so, so, so our, our, our business model is is is, is twofold uh, We obviously have uh, created this in Sharjah 20 years back, and Air Arabia has done, made sure that they they built all the infrastructure in Sharjah. Uh, There's a huge infrastructure being built over the last 20 years uh, at various technical ability, operational capabilities, technology capabilities, uh, catering a specialty for an aircraft, and so on and management expertise have all been based here in Sharjah to serve the number of hubs that we have. And I'll come to Pakistan in a minute. Uh, so so we started about 12 years ago a hub in Morocco. Uh, so out of Morocco, we have got an airline called Air Arabia Morocco, which we managed from this end. Uh, and and they, they they operate to about 40 airports in Europe uh, almost every Key city in France, Spain, Italy, Switzerland, Netherlands, we operate to including UK. That does that job. Then um, a similar time we operated opened another hub in Egypt called Air Arabia Egypt. And we from there we do operate into little of Africa, Middle East and Europe. Uh, lately uh, during pandemic we then set up a hub in Abu Dhabi. Uh, which in in joint venture with Etihad, and we operate to about 45 airports from Abu Dhabi. And uh, of course, Ras al-Khaimah has been one of our key airports that we've been operating out of for the last seven or eight years, and that partnership has been going very well. Uh, Lately, uh, we have established uh, an airline in, in Pakistan, Fly And again, uh, we've got a fantastic partner there that we, we, we've sort of cooperated with. We saw Pakistan with uh, over 200 million uh, population. Uh, it, it's a great place to have a good connectivity to it. Um, the law in Pakistan, uh, if you start an airline, it gives you, you have to do one year of domestic operation which I'm happy to say that we will be completing that by November. Uh, Once that is is complete, then we will be applying for international routes and very much so we will be expanding internationally to wherever uh, we can reach from Pakistan.
2: As a consumer of flying, we absolutely love traveling here in the country. I'd like to ask, sir, have you noticed that the excitement, the consumer confidence has returned to the world of traveling, especially in especially in Air Arabia when it comes to uh, following the pandemic?
0: That's, that's a, a very uh, interesting and a good, good topic to talk about. Um, I, I think we've got to recognize that uh, pandemic stopped people traveling. People did not stop traveling. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, and everything. When you stop airplanes, people can't do it. But what was more interesting is once uh, as soon as it opened up, we saw the demand just hitting the roof. Not just in UAE, but globally, everywhere that as soon as they opened, uh, they wanted to. In fact, I I think there is a research done by uh, McKinsey's. Sort of a year ago, which clearly indicates that what has happened over the pandemic period uh, consumers generally shifted uh, their mind from buying products to enjoying life. Mm.
2: Um,
0: And a big part of enjoying life is traveling and going on holiday. Mm. But to that testimony, we have seen a continuous growth. as soon as the the airports and the people were able to travel. Now UAE uh, was unique in this because UAE has successfully managed the pandemic. And by hindsight, when you look at, we were all frustrated at the time of pandemic and during the lockdown and all those sort of things. But the result of all of what happened and, 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 and the vaccines and so on, make sure that we will be as a country the first to open our doors and have the ability to open the air travel and business back to normality. And and because of that achievement uh, that the government has put in place at the beginning, uh, we saw tourists coming in and visitors coming in very quickly, and we saw people from the country moving out uh, to travel and and so on. As of today, I think... uh, I, I would be reasonable to, to claim that when you travel, uh, you forgot that there was something called pandemic. Mm. Generally, people traveling normal airports are full globally and locally. And uh, everybody's flying. And, the, and this is why the, the, the demand is still exceeding the supply in the marketplace.
1: Amazing. It, it is amazing to see that they had, we have this big revenge tourism and that people were still willing to fly because they want to. It's almost become a necessity at this stage. Now, uh, as we conclude the discussions, I'd like to also touch on, you know, obviously still the oil prices are quite high. And, and a lot of consumers might be worried, when is it going to trickle down on our airfares? Uh, what do you expect over the coming few months in terms of, you know, consumer confidence, changing if if the airfares were to climb in line with the higher oil prices?
0: Okay. I just want to take a minute to get into this because mm. it's very interesting. Mm. Um, so so uh, twofold. One is fuel oil price itself. And, and, I, and I think if we just reflect back uh, the last 20 or 30 years, the oil price has never been stable. Uh, it's a commodity that continues going up and down. Um, and who is in transport business, not just in the air transport, in any form or shape of transport business, transport business, by now they should have recognized that this is normal and you got them to build contingency to make sure that this is incorporated into the normal business model. For Air Arabia Group, What we have, we do and uh, apply what we call fuel hedging. So we hedge ahead two, three years before when the prices are right. And that helps us to manage our cost and predict uh, better productivity and planning of the future outcome. Now, having said that, having said that, I think we have to be realistic today that it is cheaper to fly an hour and a half on an aeroplane than taking a taxi from Sharjah to Abu Dhabi. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: so, so it is, flying became not expensive. What makes it expensive, unfortunately, is the global uh, taxation that put in place that a lot of airports around the world, around the region, they add a lot of taxes into the passengers, which does not come to the airline, but the airlines are the collectors of it to pass it to the various authorities. That's what makes the air travel a little expensive. The ticket itself is, is I think, has never been cheaper than nowadays and in, the, in, the, in the recent history. I recall people used to travel from the UAE to London for 4,000 dirham return in economy. Nowadays, you can get fares as cheap as 2500 and I'm talking 20 years of uh, cost increase and everything else in life. So, so, you know, fuel will be with us, it will go up and down, and we just got to manage it uh, best we can. Yes, if it goes a little too high, then airlines will have no option. Exactly the same what happens when we go to the petrol station to fill up our car. Uh, You see at the beginning of each month, they say your fuel prices have gone up or new fuel prices have come in. With with the airline industry, probably the same thing. If it exceeds the $100, you may find the fuel surcharges and so on added more into the, the business.
1: Fair enough. I mean, that's a great strategy mm. to take back, and uh, it gives more of a, an explanation to the listeners out there who might be complaining of saying, "Oh, you know, why are we paying too much uh, on on our tickets?" But great explanation, and you know what? For the, for the morning, Madelis. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on board with us. You you've pretty much become our co-host. Yeah. I'd like to invite you into the studios <laughs> <Thank you>. next <laughs> time. You. Inshallah, for sure. And uh, once again, congratulations on the twenty years of Air Arabia. And it's it's wonderful to see uh, the, the, the you know the, the success story from the Emirates yeah. Sharjah.
0: I, I think I, you know it'd be nice to conclude. Uh, it's been a, it's a fantastic twenty years. <clears throat> fantastic. <clears throat> experience um, and and we've helped a hell a lot of people that 20 years ago they never seen an airplane. Now we made it life for them much easier to go and visit their families, relatives, and travel and enjoy life at a very affordable price. What is important is this would not have ha- happened uh, at all if it was not the the, the total support and the understanding of. The government in Sharjah, the, the support from all the, the, you know, you can't run an airline or move people without the support of all the authorities, whether it's the Civil Aviation Department in Sharjah, whether it's uh, Sharjah Airport authorities, immigration, customs, securities, everybody has that involved. I, you know, the long, the list is too long to thank you, but everybody should be there. Oh, I should, I'd be remissive of me if I do not say a big thank you to the, the UAE Federal General Civil Aviation Authority. I think it's, it's their day, uh, and we should congratulate them on what they have done and what they have achieved. I think the civil aviation, General Civil Aviation Authorities have uh, made sure that not only the industry grew significantly for, for the whole country, but also made sure that it is at a safe and security standard equivalent to anywhere else in the world at the top, so for that one has to say thank you to them
1: well, thank you very much as well for for your time on uh, on air with us. Uh, that was the CEO of Air Arabia, Adel Ali, who very kindly joined us this morning to continue the conversation and celebration of uh, the, uh, the UAE Civil Aviation Day. You can catch this discussion as a podcast as well on our platforms. Just search for Morning Majlis and subscribe and share away.